On this episode of Slightly Average Guys, we bring you up to speed on where we're at in fantasy football, what we've been up to, including camping, and was Amazon Prime Day a flop? Welcome back, you lovely people. Welcome to another week of your Slightly Average Guys. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate you tuning in. Again, follow us on any type of your podcast platform, and you can also watch us face-to-face or as much as possible on YouTube as well. Welcome back, guys. Um, I've been a little sick lately, a little under the weather. Is that, is that better? Is that better? Uh, a little frog in my throat there. Wow. Wow. Up, up the production quality. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh, it's oh, yeah. You know, slow clap it. <laughs> slow, slow clap, clap. baby. Uh, it's been it's been oh, good. It's been good. Uh, Andy, how you doing? Uh, you know, living the dream, man. I don't know whose dream, but I'm living a dream. So, so you're essentially saying you're in the matrix. I'm some sort of simulation, and okay. I don't know. There's a there's a glitch. There's a virus. They, they came out with a some report recently. I literally read this like three days ago. That said, like, there's a fifty percent chance that we're like actually living in a simulation. Hmm. I'm like, well, who controls it? Yeah, I was like, that's that's some wacky stuff. Anyway, this is some Rick and Morty type stuff. Yeah, yeah it know. is. Yeah, we're not pickles yet. No, I would Rich. love to be a pickle. Yeah. Pickle Rick. <laughs> My favorite show, by the way, is Rick and Morty. Hey, speaking yeah, of which, you went a to show. a random event uh, not recently. This was last year, where there were some odd things happening. Can you explain that a little bit? Because you showed yeah. me a video, and I was a little like, I. I Totally couldn't comprehend what was going on. Yeah, so uh, the Rickmobile was in town, and um, to for those of you that don't know what a Rickmobile is, if you've ever seen Rick and Morty, it's literally just a car with Rick's head on it. I mean, like oh, fiberglass. Like, I was you know, assuming it would be the spaceship, right? Yeah, like they're it's mobile. Like Oscar Mayer Wiener hot dog car, but Rick's head. So I show up, and I really didn't know what to expect because I, I mean, I'd never been to something like this, and they had this little pop-up store and you could buy all kinds of really different and random merchandise from the store, t-shirts, you know, whatever. Um, and there was probably about 150 people there and there was this massive line. Like, again, I wasn't, wasn't even ready for this. So this guy gets out, whoever's like, you know, running this little show and he gets on top of it and he starts yelling out random quotes from Rick and Morty that Rick says um what like, a little dub dub saying that uh eek barba durka yeah it was like th- there was some they were off ones like it like was even like andy yeah. you were even having you're like i don't even know that one and i watched the damn show really yeah it, it was weird Hi, like mr Mises. yeah that that i think that came out um dude i got all of them it just got weird so i didn't stay because i thought you know swifty yeah th- i think that actually came out um he started singing the song and you know and, and there's no music, right? He's just got like a megaphone and he's just up there in the crowd. Like the people weren't really into it. What on the ground? Shit on the ground. Really like I, ironically, the show is too. So, that, you know, Andy, you just open up a can of worms for me, by the way. Oh man, listen, <laughs> we're talking about Rick and Morty all day long. I love that show. <laughs> me too. What they should have done is like handed out Szechuan sauce, you know, or, you know, that traded it for Bitcoin. So I've never actually tried that Szechuan sauce, by the way. Um, but yes, I mean, I, I know the, the preference behind that that episode. I think, Ryan, you're the one that told me about it. Yep. Yeah, there there was something on the internet that said that this girl had a bunch of it at one point when it like made it come back and she traded it for a car. Now, it wasn't like a fancy car, but it was a, 
it was a running vehicle that she traded some Szechuan shots like for. a Toyota Corolla or something. Yeah, it probably had 182,000 miles on it, but it wow. worked and she needed a car and, you know. But let, let, let's be real honest here. We, the three of us know she traded a little bit more for that. <laughs> That's all we're going to say. That's all we're going to say. Okay. Yes. Um, but speaking of cars. Sound effect for that? Is it like a. Uh, uh, that? I, I probably, I don't have it loaded in here. Oh, it You're the one with the sound. Yeah, there you go. No, but that's not fitting for like a, you know. Yeah, very, very much not so. Know, they really. There's <laughs> a random beep for no reason, but just fill it in. Um, so uh, speaking of cars and uh, things, you know, of people driving bad and everything. Ryan, can you explain why it looks like a uh, fox in your apartment has been run over and is currently still dead behind you rotting away? Yeah, that's the car fox from episode one that we were talking about. Yeah, perfect. Tie he, in. I like that. He, he gone. He gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. OK, so let me let me pull this other one out real quick. This is the my, so Corey loves elephants, right? Corey loves elephants. We get our dog camo, an elephant toy makes perfect sense, right? They get annihilated real quickly. Obviously, this one has its guts hanging out all over the place. It's not looking pretty. Again, follow us and, and look at our videos on YouTube if you want to see what it looks like. But um, this is, is it, they're gong toys, right? Gong's a massive brand in the dog and the pet industry in general. And we got them also a fox. And I try to play with camel as much as possible just because it's COVID, it's hot, it's hot in Phoenix. He doesn't get out much. So I try to wrestle with him and play with him as much as possible. Yeah, right. excuse me. That sucker's like burnt. Animal, you know, you, you yeah. really picked up the place. I appreciate that. Yep, that's the Car Fox from uh, the first episode. You're welcome, Car Fox. I keep, I'm sorry, I keep like burping. <laughs> Let's make these episodes as real as possible. I'm literally like keep burping. So, all right, Car Fox so, is dead. So to keep in the tie-in, since uh, you're talking about the first episode, let's talk about the last episode. We ended it with talking about fantasy football. Uh, mm. This year, I'm I'm not one of those that's actually uh, in in a league, which kind of upsets me a little bit. I wish I wish I would have jumped into somebody's just because uh, the tendency to do decent. Um, but wh- where are you guys at? It's been a week, you know, Ryan. Ryan, how about you shoot first here? How how's the last week gone for you in fantasy football? You know, you seemed like you were off to a little bit of a rough start with a bunch of zeros. Yeah, I was literally 0 for 3. And I haven't done fantasy, like I had mentioned, in 8 plus years. 7, 8, 9, you know, whatever, around that time frame. Which is a long-ass time. Like, football happens every single year. And to not be involved in a fantasy for 8 to 9 years is a lot. So I start out 0 and 3. I'm pissed off. I'm done. Join fantasy football, they said. It'll be fun, they said. And I'm just sitting here like, you guys are dumb. I gave you guys $100. All the guys in the group are saying, thanks for your donation. Hey, thank you. <laughs> like, congratulations. You suck. Can't wait to pick out your costume to run a 5K in. And so I, I come back, though. After that 0-3, I'm now 2-3. and And at least my projections are to win this week as well. You've been doing trading? You, you switched up the players? Like, what, what's your, your, or your players just finally starting to actually become decent? So one guy offered to trade one of my, one of my, uh, white, not wide receivers, my running backs. And kind of what I had, and maybe Andy, I can show you, but since you're, you know, you're a big, I guess, uh, 
always trying to make the moves, right? Yeah. Like always looking into it type guy. And but what I got from my buddy, it was like, dude, I just don't trust people when it comes to trades because how far are they looking ahead? What kind of tricks do they have up their sleeve? You know, and let's let's talk about trades. Nothing, no kind of trade happens within a couple of days that's fair. These trades take time. They take research just like they do in the actual uh you know nfl right these these trades take time to make sure they're getting their money's worth to make sure they're not getting a crap trade so i just said you know what i'm I'm sorry buddy i'm not doing this trade um and that's really about it i kept my normal team they're performing i've managed them the same way i've managed them from the beginning i think my players are just pulling out a little bit or um or honestly, it could be who they're playing as well. You know, maybe our first three weeks were a rough week, and now they're starting to play teams that are a little bit more reasonable. Yeah, I, I, I was always horrible at trades too. That's why I don't. I think I only ever did one in like six years of nonstop back-to-back playing them. Just because, again, as I said before, like I'm not that great with knowing each nuances of individual players, so. I was was the same way. I always felt like I'm probably going to get shafted on this trade. Yeah, well, Andy, I'll ask you. I'll just bring it right back to you. What is your opinions on trades? Like me personally, I don't want to do the research to like, am I doing a good trade? He just said he wanted one of my players and he could have I could have easily came back and said, well, if I'm giving you this person, I want both of these people or something like what would you do in that situation? Yeah, so I have two approaches that I take. When it's like week one through five, I typically won't ever consider doing a trade because there's there's so much more football to be played unless unless there's some sort of behind the scenes motivation, at least in my experience, right? So like you said, it, there's time that takes to to cultivate this. And you know, I've done some back dealings and I've may or may not have sold gift cards illegally to get um, <laughs> trades and whatnot. I'm just hypothetically saying I, I may have done that. But so past week five, though, and probably even like week seven and then getting to eight, because fantasy football only goes to like week 16, I think. Yeah, I so, think mine this week for me is like 13. I get okay. 13, I believe. So I, I go to about a little right at half of fantasy football or a little over and then I will go hard on trades on anybody that's in last place because at that point you aren't going to win, right? But it never happens. Nobody ever trades. So I'm all for doing it. It's just that everybody's so protective of whatever. The, I don't know why is maybe they just don't want to lose. It's the humiliation of actually just shitting the bed. I mean, great example. So when we played in our league one year at work, Ryan was just, tanking because he's he was just, there was no way so he just like had a fire sale on his team and i was like hey trade me these guys like i made sure i went to him first before everybody else got to him he's a guy so i try to typically wait until there's a player or a team or maybe two that are out of it so like right now in my league there's only eight guys so the top four teams are going to make the playoffs so it's it's almost harder because you have less people so i'm two and three and in my you know they group you into two divisions right so i'm second i'm tied for second with three other guys so or two other guys um so probably in the next week or two i'll start going hard on it but i've already been asked to trade twice and they're nonsense right so 
you know, usually the person who's trying to initiate the trade is going to try to get the advantage because ultimately that's your goal. Yeah, anyway. for sure. I mean, obviously. But if I were to trade, I would I would do it solely based on schedule and and really put the time and effort into the matchup. Like, I don't pick a defense when I draft unless I have to, but I'll switch my defense out every week based on matchup because I feel like you get a better um, use of that, of your bench roster by just dropping and adding when, you know, you know, like if let's see who's terrible right now, the jets, right? So if, if the Ravens are going to play the jets and the Ravens defense is available, you better believe I'm going to go get the Ravens defense because I know for that week they're going to murder the jets and then I'll get rid of them. And, and, and I just do that. But yeah, so I probably dro- dropped and drafted two kickers and I believe a, um, a wide receiver that already dropped. So I've made some moves on yeah. my, on my team. But they're not moves from team to team. They're open, right? They're sure. uh, they're uh, wh- whatever you want to call them. Um, they're available. Okay. Free agents. Free agents. Thank you. Yeah. Free agents. Uh, I'm trying to look and see my activity, but yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't like to do the trades in the early part of the season. I don't think there's any value to it, especially because the stuff I've always been offered is just shit, right? Sam and and I have ten people in our league, and. It, so the the lowest guys one and three, mm-hmm. I'm two and three, and well, there's a whole bunch of people that are just tied right now, right? Yep. I think there's two people that are one and three, and then a whole bunch of people that are two and three, and one guy's just blowing out the water and he hasn't lost a game. Mm-hmm. So, and, and especially since my teams have at least started to pull some W's out for me, I don't want to get rid of that yet. But yeah, I, I feel you. As soon as like there's a definitive. Some guy's definitely not going to win. He's obviously not just going to sit there and be like, okay, I lost. I'm going to run a 5K costume. Yeah. You know, I, that gets chosen for me. He's going to be like, what can I do so I don't have to do that? And, you know, I've been in leagues too where you were only allowed so many moves, whether you add or drop or trade. And then once you hit that threshold, there was a fee for it, like an actual dollar value. So you not wow. only paid your buy in, but depending on your roster moves, you you could potentially owed money at the end of the year if you were really really active. Now, if you won, it's fine because you you already have a starting um, base. And then in our work league, all of our trades had a veto option where it would go out to all the other owners and everybody could veto it. So there was <laughs> veto the trade. Yeah. So <laughs> time. No, that shit like, ain't happening. You had to get like 70% veto though. We always did it. It didn't matter if it was fair or not. We we're like, fuck no. Cause we didn't trust like, so Ronnie was another guy that we worked with and um, he would always do these trades and we're like, we don't trust you. Cause he was the commissioner. So we'd always give him shit that he was, uh, he was sneaking and he was doing stuff. So which he, he almost always got the number one draft pick right. too. So, and so did our commissioner yeah. as well of our league. His name, he called himself Roger Goodell. And guess what? He got the number one pick. Like, really? That's like the trifecta of fuck you, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it's funny, though. Yeah. So I'm for it. I just, I don't know. Everybody's so weird. Um, I've even played in one league where, you know, when we did the draft, we actually had to have a discussion about trades and, you know, like trying to make everybody's feelings and and make it fair and i was like i don't want to do this i i ended up leaving the league like week six because it was just nonsense right so nobody would trade and the the guys that ended up doing the trades was like the first place team was trading with the last place team and we're like we know what you're doing that's that's not okay so you know it's funny how you want people to trade but then 
regardless of the players, there's so many other things that come into it. Ultimately, I think it's, you you should almost not have it. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel too. You should almost not have it because one, you're either getting taken advantage of two. I mean, you have probably no clue like what's even good or not good as far as a trade goes. And then, so the guy who actually requested to trade with me, I'm playing this week. (laughs) Interesting. So I think that, you know, with the evolution of fantasy football, there's been so many new things that have come out. For example, there's this thing called the Vampire Fantasy Football League. And from what I understand, the whole idea of this is that, let's say you've got, I think you have 12 teams or 10 teams, whatever. So one team doesn't draft, right? And that last team makes their team with whoever's left after it's all drafted. And then you go and you play. But when you... When you play, and if I beat you, I get to take whoever I want from your team. Damn. Yeah. So that's an interesting way to go about it, right? Because uh, then you better hope you don't lose. Because if you lose to the guy who was the vampire, it doesn't matter who your best player is; they're taking them. So yeah, wow. if you went on a, if you did really well, like six or eight wins in a row, your team could literally be the best team in your league hands down. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think if you have like, I think it just depends on, on your buddies. Like if you've got good guys in the league, then I don't think it really matters, but even, I know like three out of the 10 yeah. and I've only met like those three. One of them is a really good friend of mine. The other people I just, they're like acquaintances. And then, and then it's a little sketch that he's playing you this weekend. And he wanted to trade with you before it. Like that's normally not, because you're not going to trade with somebody that's potentially could beat you. Yeah, so he wanted to trade with me not this Thursday because today's Thursday, but he wanted to trade with me like last Thursday. Mm. Okay, so it's less sketch because it's at least one week out. But yeah, I said I said I'm not. But I looked at it too, and the guy who I was he plays for the Indianapolis Colts, and he was playing like the Jets or something like that, and I was like, Nah, I'm going to see how he does in this one. <laughs> yeah. All right, so update. Fantasy football, Ryan's doing well. Andy, Andy, like where, where are you at currently in your league? Yeah, I'm two and three. So my very first win, I had the most points in the league, and I was like, this is going to be a good year. And then I lost the next, what, three in a row. So then Ooh. I just won this past week. Um, I don't know. Hey, I don't care. As, I, as I've always said when I'm playing, I'd rather lose early on yeah. than when you start to get in the playoffs and you – Not when this guy is 5-0, and oh, though. Like, yeah. This guy hasn't lost a game. Like, yeah, okay, there's a clear definitive winner here. Could be, could be. As the could guy be. that was always four and zero, oh, and then ended up losing like the next, you know, three to four games in a yeah. row. All you know? depends on that schedule, baby. It does. True, true All slip. depends on that schedule, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, fantasy football, something we've been we've been doing lately here. Um, uh, other things that we've been doing. I, I personally been camping. You know, uh, me and Ryan went camping a couple weeks back. Oh, yeah. Uh, where, where'd we go? Uh, we went to a beautiful. Totally, totally forgot about it. <laughs> totally. Oh, wait, oh, no, I got it. We went to a beautiful, for you listeners out there, it was a beautiful Waweep campsite just on the very north side of Lake Powell, Arizona, up in Page, Arizona as well. It was absolutely stunning. You get there, you drive up at night. It is phenomenal. 
you wake up to a beautiful view, which you can't see at all. And I hope you listen to this podcast and it'd be very relaxing for you. And it was just amazing. Yeah, can I get some massage music in the background, please? And then can you redo that? I, I, <laughs> Anyways, super excited to take you on that camp trip, Ryan. And go ahead with where you want to go. So, oh. Is that relaxing enough for you? Mm. Yeah, that's kind of... I'm not going like, to mention like, the R word, but it, it kind of sounds a little R-y. Um, so, <laughs> uh, anyway, move, moving on. Uh, the camping. So, uh, first time for me uh, in, a, in a long time, uh, probably eight, I think eight years uh, since the last time I was camping. We wanted to do things a little bit different, A, because uh, we're taking my 19-month-old son. Uh, and uh, I did not have a tent big enough to fit me, my wife, and my son. Plus, because he's younger, probably should stay in a pack and play or something that can contain him so I don't get slapped in the middle of the night. So, went online. Just Originally, we're like, well, let's just rent like an RV or something. That's probably cheap, which... You could get a few cheap, and other ones were like horribly expensive. And it came down to like, well, well let's see if I could find a tent. Couldn't find a tent cheap that would be big enough to fit all of us. Because I kept looking at it as, well, if it sucks, then I'm out that money. And then I have Absolutely. come across this one tent that fits actually. I have a Chevy Avalanche, which for those people that don't know, is pretty much a suburban with the back half windows and seat cut out of it to be a truck bed, but it folds down to be a full size truck inside. So this tent literally not just fits in the truck bed, but it zips inside and open into the truck. So like we literally were able to put our uh, queen size air mattress in the back of this truck had enough room because the tent fits over the truck, fits over the tailgate, had hit the, the pack and play in there with us for, for him. And it was like freaking amazing. It was like perfect. And this is going to be another topic for sure. I can already see it. But again, for you people who don't know what an avalanche is, imagine a traditional pickup truck where you don't freaking have, you know, you, you have the back seat window where is, which is the start of the bed. The avalanche literally opens that entire section of the back bed up into the actual cabin of the truck. It's like, what? It's yeah, amazing. Like they're amazing trucks. Seats, seats fold down perfectly so that way you can do it. And it the ends up ride is amazing. Truck. Yeah, it, it's absolutely insane. These avalanches. I still love them. Yeah, RIP. So, yeah, I, I, I love my avalanche. And this made me just love it even more just because it was something unique that was different, which in the middle of camping, uh, the second to last day, like <laughs> me, Ryan and Ryan's dad are out there and like all of a sudden like starts blowing a little bit and knocked one of the tent things over. So we took our easy up down. As soon as we get the easy up down, like we had this like freak haboob come through like Legit. so much dust and like the, my whole truck, the inside because it blew through the tent and everything was full of sand. All oh, you guys <laughs> tents were all full of sand. Our tent is, has such high vertical walls on it that it's just a kite for the freaking wind and was literally just just whistling and blowing like in the wind down almost too because it was it was pushing it the the neighbor yeah, turned tent. into a half moon because the because of the stakes it was like just freaking like crazy the other tent and our neighbors like ryan was saying flipped over completely luckily like two stakes i think held in yeah, this was, was legit a haboo mm-hmm. so uh crazy enough other than that wind story and it being a little bit warm during the day but it, it was super nice the rest of the time uh, nighttime, what didn't get too cold it was that perfect temp. And then, uh, so that was a couple of weeks ago. Then we went again this 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 weekend um, with my in-laws and just us. Um, and we went to down to 
Willett, Arizona, which has like pumpkin patches. I know there's some here in town, but we just like kind of wanted to go camping. So it had pumpkin patches, sunflower stuff. So we went and did a whole bunch of different stuff, but it got cold. It was super cold at night, like 42. Is what I got oh, out. Okay. So I'm about to do that potentially as well um, when my buddy comes out here two weeks from now. Or excuse me, shit, next week already. Um, and it's going to get down to that cold. So like, Ryan, I, I know that you don't have like crazy amounts of like, you know, like legit camping gear, right? Like you can pay... 300 400 500 freaking dollars on a sleeping bag right like we, i know you don't have that so were you good in what you had were you cold were you set um okay i would say i was cold but for one reason so ah katie stole the color covers yeah we, we took <laughs> we bitch. took um we didn't take <laughs> sleeping bags we took you know basically like uh a sheet and then we have this like this ridiculously like thick comforter, which normally is fine, but it got so cold that since we didn't have anything underneath us other than the air mattress, all you then had was all of the temp going away from your body underneath you from that that type of thing. So yeah, definitely got to get something else, you know, to, to sleep wrapped around with. But you know, other than that, like it, I was still like okay, I was comfortable. I got a little cold the second night, but the first cool. night I was alright. <clears throat> Can you hear the cat meowing? <laughs> no. Katie just cracks the door open, lets the cat in. Now the cat's like, meow, meow. Yeah, because FYI, meow. the cat is taking a shit in Ryan's in Ryan's room right now. <laughs> We're gonna cut this out because that was the most awkward pause we've had so far. So I was just like, why are we opening the door to let the cat in to meow? The cat wants to chill, brah. Brah. Bro. All right. Uh, three, two, one. Okay, so. That's what I've been doing. Andy, what have you been doing recently besides more soccer tournaments, potentially? Soccer? Not much, though. I just hang out. A lot of Call of Duty. Uh, Ryan and I and some friends. New friends. And Ryan has this, like, uh, it was so funny. I was laughing with Anthony the other night. Ryan, Ryan's, like, so proud of himself that he's, like, brought these people together in the video game world. And now we're, like, video game friends. Yo, yo, yo. I bring people together. <laughs> Listen here. I network. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. People helping people. People, people helping yeah. people. Holy pants and shirts, man. Holy yeah, it is pretty crazy shirt. though, because like I just have these friends that I play games with, right? And then I ha- I come across more people who enjoy video games as well and enjoy enjoy, I guess, the same games. They didn't at first. I had to like get them introduced to the games, especially Apex Legends that I play. But uh then he started playing. I said, hey, you need to play with us, you know, and now it's, we have like this to the T trio. Like it's only us three um, on Xbox, at least. Like that's all we ever play together. And now it's just crazy because I found out, right, Andy, you play Warzone. Yeah. I play Warzone now way, way more than I ever used to. And then Anthony played Warzone. So it's like literally just it's it's crazy. It's literally a gaming community is what it is. That's what it is. It's that's a community. Right. And I've been starting to read articles about these people who have been playing games for so, so long. They get to know each other. Mm -hmm. They don't actually meet face to face, but they literally start to understand each other. Maybe start messaging throughout the day. Start and maybe they've sent pictures of each other, you know, just being like, hey, this is me and my family, me and my kids. And on on my social media platform today, there was like two or three posts of like, hey, here's this guy who I met 15 years ago 
playing video games and he's now the best man. It's a little weird at that point, but he's the best man in my wedding. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, one, that is a little bit weird, but two, that just goes to show you that it literally truly is a gaming community. Yeah. So a lot of that. uh, And then that's pretty much it. We don't, we don't do a whole lot. Sadly. That's depressing. Not, no, it is. <laughs> much, if I wasn't going camping, I would be doing like like this weekend. Let's mm. let's clarify what I'm doing this weekend. I'm cleaning my garage. Well, I, I'm actually super excited that you um, have been enjoying camping, or at least enjoyed the Wawweep campsite and page. Um, and I really, really, really wanted to go on this one as well. But we had that boating trip, and the boating trip was super fun. Glad I went. Right, but uh, super excited that hopefully you know I now have new people to camp with type deal. Yeah. Instead of just like Corey and I. And there's nothing wrong with Corey and I. It's just, you know, it's cool to go camping with other people sometimes. It's like good to switch it up. Yeah, well, absolutely. Listen, I have a mountain bike, so one day I'll I'll go with you, but I'm not very good. And that is okay. Because yeah. I I love going mountain biking. And that's that's honestly a good segue. That's exactly what I've been doing. Yeah. The temperatures are starting to drop. I think all this week hasn't even hit a hundred in Phoenix. And that's my threshold. Like once it becomes under 100 degrees, I'll go any time of day. Doesn't matter. It's getting there. We're doing it. And so we're going on Sunday. Hopefully, I can go in during the week sometime. But there, you, there's a, there's always a pros and cons about you know war, or cooler temperatures in Phoenix. You have the extreme heats, which mm-hmm. sucks. But guess what? It doesn't get dark out until like nine o'clock. Which is amazing in, in some mm-hmm. aspects, depending on, you know, what you do in life. And now it's getting super cool and it's beautiful. I roll my windows down when I drive and it gets dark at six. <laughs> yeah. Six oh five is on the sunset. Like, damn it. I get off work at like four thirty, five, four o'clock, you know, somewhere around there. And it's just a pain because you can't really do the things you want to do during the day because now that it's cooler temperatures, the day is now gone. The day is shorter. For those people who are listening in other parts of the country here in the United States, we don't change time zones. Mm-mm. We are stuck in the same time zone. When the East Coast is three hours ahead, we're the same. When the East Coast is two hours ahead, we're the same. And vice versa for California and Western states. When they're an hour ahead and behind or the same time, we're the exact same. We literally don't change time. So it's a little yeah, bit frustrating. Because if we did change times, so we would actually be changing the opposite way that everybody else is yeah everybody else is trying to gain or lose an hour we're we're trying to go the opposite direction to have it get darker sooner because it's already dark there's light too damn long (laughs) yeah it's absolutely crazy it's just totally backwards from where everybody else is for sure for sure so to end it to your point you come in mountain biking you're not very good i don't give a shit because i literally I'll go mountain biking by myself and I'll go as fast as I want to and, you know, push myself as hard as I want to. But then I'll ask Corey to go mountain biking with me and she's, oh, you just go ahead and you just go ahead. No, like I'm just enjoying being here. I'm enjoying riding. That's all I want to do is just ride. And I don't care if I'm just putzing around, you know, I really don't. It's just cool to get outside, be on a mountain bike, going a little bit faster than walking speed and just exploring. So absolutely come on board. I've gone like maybe a handful of times and, you know, I, I'm, I get excited when I've gone like two miles and I'm like, okay, it's probably good enough. I'm going to turn around and then I'm exhausted. Sometimes I have to walk. In fact, I went to South mountain 
Oh, right before Corona. Right. Okay. We got up at like 5 a.m. We went and it was packed. Any it, idea of the trail? Um, I don't remember, but it was it was like a it wasn't like a beginner trail, but I don't think it was like a moderate trail. It was somewhere between beginner and moderate, but it was very long. It was like eight miles one way. I think I know and, what you're talking about. Yeah. So it, and it was technical. Was it very up and down? Like just. Yeah. So when you first started, it was kind of this small incline and then there was a lot of dips. But then where I ended up stopping, it kind of leveled out and just kind of went for a bit. Just it seemed okay. flat, but I didn't go past that. So, you know, I was with two other guys and I was like, you know what, you guys go ahead. I had hurt my leg playing softball anyway. So I was like, I'm just going to go back and take my time and just whatever. So I'm just walking and this woman walking her two dogs, she stopped. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just, it's just nice out. I'm just enjoying being outside. <laughs> she's like, okay. Are you okay? Yeah. And uh, she's like, okay, well, do you want some company? And I'm like, sure. So this woman was probably like in her sixties and she had two dogs. She had one on a leash. I don't know what kind of dog it was. It was like a medium sized dog. And then she had another dog. I'm pretty sure it was a pug, but it was in a baby carrier on her chest. And yeah, but it wasn't like the traditional baby, baby carrier things. It was like, have you ever seen where like the baby's like wrapped in this big scarf thing looking? Yeah. It's, like, a, yeah, oh, it's like those. Uh, yeah. I was going to say something. It might've been pretty inappropriate. <laughs> yes. So she had the dog in that. And then I was like, so what's wrong with your dog? And uh, so at this point, you know, we're, I'm, I'm like walking my bike back and she's just telling me all about her dogs and they were rescues and like all this stuff. And so, you know, I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to go get back on my bike and, and I'm going to ride my bike now. This is, thanks a lot, random lady on the mountain bike trail with your dogs. It goes, so I just got back to, and I sat in the car in the back of the truck for like 40 minutes while they finished, but it was just so nice to be outside you know, and absolutely. Yeah. So does I'm, the desert classic sound familiar? Might be. It was like I said, it was like eight miles. It's a very, it's a long ways. It's yeah. uh you can go for a long time. Yeah. And yes, it, it'll be about that. And that's actually one of my goals. So I want to this winter go down and back on the desert classic, which will be around 16 to 17 miles. Yeah. And then also on the um, trail 100 here in Phoenix, uh, like literally Phoenix, not like South Mountain, which is probably can still considered Phoenix. But Trail 100 is a very popular trail as far as mountain biking goes. Hiking, it's very popular in general. It's nine miles one okay. way. So I also want to do that in one day as well, which honestly shouldn't be too hard. You're thinking like an average mile per hour of probably like nine on those trails maybe. So it's not crazy, stupid. No, it, you know, and it's sad too because I'll, I'll be sitting there the couple times I've gone and I'm, I'm exhausted, like to the point where my legs are on fire and I'm a mile and a half to two in. Right. And I'm, I'm like, somebody needs to come get me. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to go back. And here comes this little old man on his bike and he's just hauling ass. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? If this guy's like 104 and he can do it, I better get my fat ass on the bike and I can, I can pedal back down the hill. The, it's just, it's embarrassing. So that, that pushes me to go even more. And so I'll go and like, then I get done and then I sit there and I'm like, that wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? I might be a little sore the next day. It's just the going and getting yourself up and just that whole routine. But I know like right now it's been nice, you know, in the morning. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I think maybe, maybe November 
once once it gets to like mid eighties in the day, I think it'll be so nice, and it doesn't matter what time of day you go. But uh, I'm I'm in. I'll go. See, I love I love mountain biking, but like Ryan and his parents took me on one out here. Oh, uh, you need to give it another shot. Why they tried to kill me? Because they're like, oh yeah, you know, I hadn't like mountain biked like I, I I like mountain biking in the woods, you know, where there's always shade and everything. So we decided to go, and it's like 110 out. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is just going to be a short 12 mile, you know, bike ride to which the first part of it was a blast. It had uphill, it had downhill, you know, you had the perfect amount of everything. And we were going by this guy's recommendation where I had rented my bike uh, through because I don't have one personally. And <laughs> the, the guy's like, oh, yeah, you're going to go around here and everything else. And this is just it's worth it. There's this awesome, awesome downhill. Flowy. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. So, so we we're like, OK, we're trying to get to it and like. At that point, we're like 10 miles in because like you hit that halfway point and it was fine. And then it was just nonstop uphill. It was uphill. felt yeah. like you went uphill for like 300 feet and downhill for like three and then uphill for another 300 feet. My hip flexors were just like dead <laughs> by the time we hit two thirds of the way. Yeah. And I was like, this I, this is no longer fun. And FYI, we never found the section that the guy had talked about. You guys have since found because it. Because totally the different. section that this guy told us about, like, just picture a north map, like you're going north, right? The section of trail was that he was talking about was two miles up this north section, right? So just go two miles north. Okay, and you'll find the section, take a left. Yeah, jackass, you were wrong. It's three miles up the road, and then you take a left. So this, this, we were, the whole thing, Ryan was pushing his ass off, just, just pushing hard to get to this thing. It'll be really fun. And we never freaking get there. Yeah. And I was pissed it off. It was literally too. like there were, then you ended up with this one piece that was an okay downhill section. And then you get into this super sandy area mm. that was like this washed out little Creek. And that was your trail back out to where the parking lot was, which was also like three quarters to a mile long. And at that point I'm like, I just have to walk this. Like I, yeah. I, I, I got nothing yeah, else. I feel you. You need to come again, though. You need to try it again because we we pretty much have our trails down. We uh, Apache Wash is phenomenal as far as just like you can go any route you want. You can make it as easy, as hard as you want because there's trails all over the place for everybody. And then same with where we went down in ground, Granite Mountain as well. Same thing. We have a very solid idea of where we're going now. So it's it's all about knowing your trails. Yeah. Which you're never going to know if you don't go, right? You're never going to know your trails if you don't actually attend them and go to them. But it's, it truly is all about knowing your trails. Because if you're feeling good, you're going to take a right and go this way. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling, you know, everybody has those workouts where they're not feeling that great. And you'll just, oh, perfect. Well, I'll just take a left and head back. Mm -hmm. So it's just or really all about knowing street. yourself and then just knowing the trails. Miles to it. <laughs> yeah. What it sounds like is that we should all go mountain biking and actually record our podcast while we're mountain biking. Uh, game on! I'll bring my boom. The boom will be yes. like my boom arm will be like on my backpack, and then it'll go like around into my face. <laughs> so, so Andy, how's it going? <gasps> <gasps> All right, Ryan, Ryan, how do you feel? <laughs> you okay? I don't even want to do this podcast right now. Pretty much. And I'll be like, "Come on, guys, push hard!" I'm gonna be one of those like aerobicizer like commercials where it's like, "Push, you can do push. it." Yep. You ever seen that meme? Have you ever seen the meme where the ladies are on like the bouncy balls and then they're just bouncing, you know, bouncing. And then all of a sudden they insert horses and they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Have you ever seen those? I've seen that yeah. one. It's pretty funny. It was hilarious. Coconuts. Oh, gosh. Th this whole thing has been such a, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? 
uh, a hot podge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, all pretty- right. All right. Let's 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 round it up because uh, we're getting close to the end here. Let's let's do one more topic here. I got I got one more on the list because uh, we just got finished with it, and I I, I kind of think I might post two this week, two two podcasts because we're always a couple weeks behind in posting them online. But I may may do this one because it's relevant. Amazon Prime Day. You know, uh, I'm usually one that really loves it, mostly because wow. I can. Who doesn't? It's like a it's like a national holiday. Should be. <laughs> I can be easily talked into buying stuff that I didn't need is essentially what I'm trying to say. Yep. Uh, but uh, I got to be honest, the last couple of years haven't been impressed. And this one kind of like if you wanted hard drives or some digital storage, which was relevant to me this year, um, like they had some killer deals. But like other than that, I just like, man, either I don't need the stuff or the stuff that I wanted it to be on sale was not on sale at all. No, it was crap. I think I spent like $60. I didn't get much, but I was I was hoping for you know, computer gaming stuff and, uh, you know, like the one year when we worked the, what was, I forget what year it was, maybe it was two years ago, we got that mini fridge. That was such oh, yeah. a smoking deal on that thing. I think it was like 150 bucks off. I was hoping for something like that. Nope. Yeah. And that was my opinion as well. I looked through all the deals. I mean, I looked through kitchen. Yeah. I looked through electronics. I looked through home entertainment because I'm looking for like a new receiver, right? These speakers behind me have been, I bought those probably my freshman or sophomore year of college. So no joke, it's been like eight, 18, no, eight, nine, nine, eight or nine years for those bad boys, and they're still kicking hard. So I'm looking to upgrade. I'm an adult now, right? Or half-ass an adult. So oh, you they were just garbage. Might, I looked for everything. Math class, because you just went from 18 to eight or nine. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm way off. That would have been like 2030. So, so speaking of that, ironically enough, uh, one of the ones that uh, I've been kind of looking around at that my father actually ends up having because uh, our front room TV has horrible speakers. Our back room's really nice, but uh, it's uh, one by Samsung and Costco has it. So I know Corey has a Costco card. So go check out those ones. If you want to spend like 800 bucks and get the best damn thing you've ever heard in your life out of a soundbar, uh, Sono soundbar. So it is a soundbar. That's what I was going to ask you. It's a soundbar. Sono soundbar is blown away. The, the the Samsung one's like $125 or something. Really decent for what it is. Okay, but here here's my thing about that, though. I'm in a small apartment now. Would a soundbar do what I need it to do? Absolutely. And more in a small-ass apartment, right? Here's my thing, though. I want to set myself up for for the future. I'm not buying things for now. I'm buying things for when I get a house. And so that's why I'm looking geared more towards a um, a receiver type deal because, uh, you know, potentially a pool. What, what house in Phoenix doesn't have a pool, right? Like a lot of homes have pools. So outside speakers, right? Set myself up for that. Multiple channels, right? Um, so I just, I would love a sound bar. I think it'd be great in a different room, like a small room, just like your front area room, Ryan. Um, and I think it worked great in my small apartment here, but that's why I was geared more towards a receiver. Like I and and I have a receiver that has two different zones and has a app that you can connect to and everything else. And I'm a so everybody on the stream knows I'm literally a tech guy. That's my main piece of <laughs> income. That's your job. Yeah, it's it's my job. So like I, I'm very <laughs> techy and everything else. And like this thing, I have so many software problems with it. And it's a Denon, really expensive Denon receiver uh, to be able to do things. And like all of them have like these weird limitations of you would think you any input that you plug into the device, you should be able to do to any zone that's going on. No, like most of them 
zone two that's outside, you can't do every single one that you can plug into it. You can, like can't do HDMI to audio only. It has to be HDMI to something else that can also output HDMI, which is just baffling this day. So like I have a, Ugh. like, you know, I ended up getting a Chromecast audio, which doesn't exist anymore. That's plugged into like literally a $20 amp that I got off of Amazon. That still sounds amazing that I can just yell at Google to tell it what to do to control my outside stuff. And if that receiver broke, I would probably end up getting a sound bar or something. And, but it wouldn't be a cheap one. It would literally go to Costco and listen to the Bose one and listen to the Sonos one inside a massive warehouse. That thing puts off so much damn sound. It's pretty That's amazing. crazy. And, and especially when you, when you're moving into a smaller area, right? Like your living room is bigger than my whole apartment, to be honest, or at least <laughs> actually probably yeah, my, my pretty close. 600 square feet. Just, just the, yeah. The so big I'm in 650. And to say that it sounds good in a in a Costco warehouse, that's that's uh, that's saying something. Now, now, and you're eight hundred to a thousand bucks. You're in a whole different realm. Mm-hmm. But if you already talked about buying a receiver, which means you're talking about buying speakers, you know, oh, I'm you're, in you're, two grand. You're you're up there anyway. So it's oh yeah, like literally that thing blew me away. I've never heard anything that interesting soundbar that literally put out that type of sound. Andy, what do you got at, at your place? And yeah, places? so we we have two. Um, so my whole house is wired for surround sound, and we have downstairs in the basement. We have a Denon and we also have the same in the upstairs. So when my living room is connected to my kitchen and then we have two speakers on the wall where the TV is facing out and then behind you in the ceiling in the kitchen are two additional speakers. But what we did, so they already had external speakers that were up plugged into the wall and coming out. So we got rid of that and we put the speakers in the wall and then the, the cover is just flush but the speaker is tilted and it faces the living room. What I would have done, and it's all great. Like, I love it. And my buddy's dad, they actually have a, a audio visual business that he's been doing this for like 30 years. So the guy's like in his 60s. So he's a total geek and nerd about music and, and sound. And so I love, like, he's just an old hippie. And so he'll come over and we know um, my buddy's kids and, you know, he knows our kids and all this. So they'll, he'll come over and hang out for like the whole day. And he'd make sure it's done right. But what I would have done is I would have put two speakers on the back wall where the um, kitchen is. So then it can produce. So then you've got you've got speakers coming this way and then sound coming down. I would have done it that way. So you're fully immersed. But what we additionally did, we put two speakers outside where our patio is because we put a pool in and that's our second zone. And then I can control that through the Denon app. And then we have a, a little um, slider switch inside for volume. And I love, like, it's great, right? It, it works really well until I tried to do, I built a, um, uh, a PVC movie theater screen. And then I got the thing. So we, we had like movie night one night before it got hot. I nice. couldn't connect my movie sound to the outside speaker, So I had to use just a Bluetooth speaker to whatever. So that was the only issue, but it's the the we've never had any issues with the denon um it, they've been really good and the sound quality is phenomenal the only okay. issue that i have is connecting an external headset to it and like at night if i want to watch tv in the living room and everyone's asleep it's allowed right so i have bluetooth that i can connect to the tv but i can't connect to the surround sound so i haven't gone that far to buy a headset yet um because they'd have to be connected to the Denon and then I'd have to get wireless headphones for that. I just haven't really wanted to spend the money. Cause I'm like, I've got enough Bluetooth devices 
I have my AirPods and whatnot so I can listen, but that's my only complaint is just having a better um, selection or, or options to connect to external speakers. Mine okay. is so old. My speakers are so old. They plug into my TV so they can get the t- sound of the TV. That's not an issue. The issue comes when you're on the couch and you want to adjust any type of volume. I have my volume of my TV turned down to zero. Yeah. Right. Because my speakers handle everything. Why do I need additional sources? And so anytime I want to adjust the volume, hey, Ryan, hey, Corey, go adjust the volume. Go turn it up. Go turn it down. We literally have to get up to yeah. our TV stand right behind me and go turn it up or down. Because <laughs> yours actually isn't like a normal set of speakers. It's like an old. It's a desktop. Set. It's a monitor desktop speaker system. It, Dude, it is sucks. not meant for this, but it works, it right? And sounds it's, great. But I would just... buy it again. It's phenomenal. But it's not meant for, you know, an upgraded adult type life. Yeah. yeah. Or lazy. Well, we all, we, you know, as you get older, you make more money. And uh-huh. when you make more money, Christmas is no longer a thing. You just buy whatever you want in the first place. <laughs> so we'll like, save nobody, that for a different day. Nobody can buy me Christmas gifts. I just gifts opened up all. a can of worms there. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for ruining it. But but overall, I, I think uh, Amazon Prime was kind of a flop this year, which yes, is a good thing. I didn't need to spend money. I just spent a ton of money on fixing things at my house uh, these over the last couple of weeks. So I uh, definitely didn't need to spend anything. Sounds like you guys had the same experience. Yeah. Uh, Rolling to rolling some time here, so let's let's wrap it up. Appreciate everybody uh, listening. Uh, please make sure that you subscribe uh, to any of your podcast ones, so that way you get notified when we have new episodes. Yeah, and uh, follow us anywhere and everywhere. Really slightly average guys or individual, like I'm slightly average Ryan. Ryan, I know you just changed your name on on. Uh, I changed uh, my Twitchy name on Twitch. Twitch. I changed my name on Instagram. I tried to change it on Snapchat. I couldn't, but teeter time, teeter underscore time, baby, hit me up. Andy, yep. Andy, you you gotten you gotten Twitch Twitch handled yet to to be able to start streaming? Yeah, but I don't have any content. So all right, all right. So look look for that coming soon. Uh, we'll be posting more stuff everywhere as we go. Uh, we're probably gonna start doing a little bit of sometimes in in pre-show maybe sometimes after show that you guys will see in the stream so look for that stuff and we appreciate it everybody 